2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles and Telephone Calls from the Dead. Could be. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't answer it. I'm too scared to. Ah. Anyways, I am your host. So there you go. Uh, anyways, <laughs> from East Bridgewater is the uh, the girl who uh, works with me. Ann Kerrigan.
3: What are you having? A senior moment? Hi.
2: God, huh?
3: Jeez. Good evening everybody. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're going to we're going to wheel Ron closer to the uh to the computer so he can talk to you better. <laughs> uh,
2: anyways, yeah, I'm on Skype and uh so that's that's what this is all about anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway,
1: i are um, getting phone
3: calls from the dead, of course, you you're cuz you're on Skype.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so um, you know what? I might switch over actually because uh,
3: you sound a little murky.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, um, yeah. We actually have the phone numbers uh, problem for our guests. But, anyways, you listen to Ghost Chronicles as as we get going. Do I sound murky?
3: Well, just, you sound different, I guess. Yeah, than, okay. than you usually do. You're not quite as clear, but you're you're audible. There you go. So anyways, oh, wow. um, welcome
2: to uh, Ghost Chronicles on Pararex, Ghost Channel, uh, Tojinet and beyond. Uh, it's interesting because uh, I gave them the wrong number for our guest. so that's... <laughs> <laughs> so can you, like, sing or something while I no, send this over there?
3: You want me to sing? I'll sing for everybody? Yeah, can you do that? Sure. Yeah, I'm not going to sing for you guys because... What? You know, I have been told I have a good voice, but I don't think that you want to hear it. Hey, wait a minute. I have a no
2: good and reliable information that um, you actually took uh, singing lessons.
3: I did. I did. Who told you that? I, don't know. I tell you that?
2: It was a phone call from the dead, I guess. It was
3: a phone call from the dead? They, they dropped a dime on me, huh? I did when I was in high school and college. Really? I did.
2: Yeah. Did you like sing in the, the uh whatever the choir or whatever they had in I yes
3: school I up. did. Of course I did. I sang in the choir at school mm. and uh oh I used to do all kinds of uh dramatic things. I was in the drama club and uh there's jeez, those people won't stop calling you from beyond. Yep. I used to I used to do all those things. I used to be in plays and I actually won a uh A talent contest. Really? Singing one time. So there.
2: Now I sound differently, right?
3: Yes. You sound much (laughs) better.
2: I'm back on the phone, so.
3: But a bing. Now you don't care if I sang or not.
2: Uh, (laughs) uh, Hey, do whatever you little hostage We got got through that.
3: We got through that transitional period.
2: (laughs) I don't know. Anyways. So, anyways, we did. I've been busy. I don't know about you, uh, but I've been really busy.
3: I have not been nearly as busy as you, I am sure. What have you been up to?
2: I uh, did a lot of things. I uh, spent some time down in Salem this past weekend.
3: Mm-hmm. With our favorite witch.
2: Yeah, Kelly Spangler and yeah. uh, Christian Day. and
3: Another favorite uh, witch,
4: yeah.
2: And uh, Laurie Bruno, and uh, oh my,
3: they're getting longer and longer,
2: and uh, Pastor Phil, and uh, a bunch (laughs) of other people, too. So, (laughs) yeah, so that that was always interesting. But, uh, yeah, and I also uh, went into um, Gloucester and uh, did some work there as well, and then uh, eventually uh, made my way to Dogtown late one night.
3: Yes, you did. That looked awesome, I know. I'm, we'll, hopefully we'll make it there someday. I'll make it there with you.
2: What do you mean someday?
3: Someday. Someday soon.
2: Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, that, yeah, it was interesting. Darktown was, I've been there a few times, but it has changed a little bit since mm-hmm. the last time I was there. Hi, what and have they done? They put a dump in it. And
3: the what? They put a, a dump. dump in it?
2: Yeah, dump it.
3: Ah, <laughs>
2: Yeah, but it's cool because I, I did come along to one of the moonflowers, uh, which is an amazing flower. It, it blooms at night.
3: Oh, cool. I I don't know. I know nothing. Well, little, very little about flowers. <laughs> it only uh, yeah. blooms at night.
2: Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool,
3: actually. Uh, does it near the moon? Yeah. Or it just automatically opens at night? You know, I don't know that. I'll just have to let you know. Oh, okay.
2: Maybe we'll find out when we go there.
3: Okay. Well, fine.
2: Fine. It is poisonous, though, so...
3: Oh, (laughs) so don't eat Keep that in mind. Keep that in (laughs) mind. (laughs) I'll try not to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it poisonous if uh, you smell it?
2: Uh, I don't know. Maybe if you look at
3: it, who knows. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah,
2: that was interesting. And and we're doing, actually, we're doing uh, a... uh, new event is in the plan where we're going to do a, uh, I'll see if it's a Secret Garden Victorian Seance, and then mm. under, mm. uh, under a 100-year-old rhododendron plant. It's the, the rhododendron is like
3: a house. It must but be, if it's, it's 100 years old. Yeah, well, you know. Those I old, know get huge. <laughs> almost as old as me, you know what I mean? That I know.
2: So, anyways, so that's coming up in October. We're going to do that in Gloucester, which would be really cool. I'm looking forward to that. Excellent. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, I see our guest is on the line, so uh, why don't we bring him on. He is Mr. Andrew Lake. He is the
4: founder and lead investigator for, uh,
2: uh God, what was the name of that? <laughs> I am having a holiday. You are uh,
3: having a senior moment, Greenville Paranormal Research. Oh,
2: thank God for you, Andrew. You know thank God
3: that I am here.
2: I know it, but uh, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's whatever.
3: But I like Anyways. to watch you fumble around, so I just really wait till the last.
2: Well, oh, wait till I get you in the dark. <laughs> then you won't be saying that.
3: But a bing, yeah.
2: Boom. Anyways,
3: Andrew, you there?
0: Yes, I'm here. How are you doing, guys?
3: Good. Good. Great. How are you, Andy? Not too bad. Not too bad. Excellent. Now, Andrew is
2: is uh, the founder of uh, Greenville Paranormal. He's also written a book, which is called What
0: Andrew? Ghost Hunting Southern New England. Ooh, Southern As New England. part of the is uh, America's Haunted Road Trip series. Oh, that's uh, John Kachuba's. Uh, yeah, John Kachuba It right. was it was his uh, brainchild uh, for this uh, series. Yeah. And uh, I got. Uh, I got hired to write the one for Southern New England.
2: There you go. And no one knows Southern New England more than uh, Andrew because he's been investigating for quite a while. Rhode Island, uh, the Bridgewater Triangle, of course, and that whole area, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the great things about this book, uh, it was something I, uh, once I took the job that I was really excited about, is it would give me an excuse to drive all over the three states. Um, and, 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 I don't and, know if that's a good
4: excuse or
0: a <laughs> No, well, I, I, I rather enjoyed it uh, because that's really the whole premise of the book. It's a travel guide. Oh, um, I see. The whole point of it is these are places that the average person can go visit um, it, it, because it's a hotel, it's a restaurant, it's a museum, it's an antique store, um, it's not an abandoned building where you can get hurt or arrested for breaking into you know it's not, <laughs> right. it's not uh-huh. uh, just just uh, haunted graveyards or old roads it's more it's more places uh, that you could go for another reason besides it being haunted and oh, okay. I wanted to try and find you know I know how haunted southern New England is um, I can't <laughs> speak so much from Vermont New Hampshire and maine I've only you know barely visited those states, but I right. know my neck of the woods is extremely. Uh, uh, haunted and to be able to go out into Connecticut uh, uh, well past Hartford and to drive around and try and find places that no one else is really, you know, either doesn't know about, or it hasn't really been written to death. If you, you know, excuse the the expression, but, Mm -hmm. uh, and I, and I got to visit some great places. I got to find out that some classic places have gone out of business or a couple of cases burned to the ground. Um, so, uh, going, I just couldn't, uh, find myself writing another cliched haunted location book. I wanted to try and get some fresh material out there and uh, and also make it a, a fun ride, you know, because, uh, you know, the idea is uh, jump in your car with some friends and, and go visit one of these places. Oh, and, well, if your friend, had, and if your if friend isn't interested in probably ghosts. do that, you know. Yeah, and if you got a friend who isn't really interested in ghosts but still wants to come along, hey, they may have great stakes there or it's a really cool museum that they'd find interesting.
3: <laughs> right.
0: Excellent.
2: More importantly, are there uh, any taverns with wine
3: in it? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> taverns oh, yeah, they... are my favorite to investigate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, probably one of the uh, the saddest things about my uh, my uh, book and all the sites, um, uh, Kathy Kaslan of uh, Worcester Paranormal mm-hmm. uh, got in touch with me and told me that her group was basically the one and only group to be allowed in to the Groton Inn in Groton, Massachusetts, Mm-hmm. And the place, the owner, the owner of Greek burned Immigrant, down, didn't it? It, excuse me?
4: Didn't that burn down?
0: That's what I was just going to say. As they were printing my book, as it was being printed and put together and bound, uh, it, it, the place burned down. It was a year ago uh, this month. Yeah. And uh, it, I-, I just couldn't <laughs> believe it because it was a great place. And the owners didn't want to talk about it being haunted for many years for the simple fact they couldn't keep help at the place. They yeah. quit. And they'd, they'd hire people and just not tell them, and it'd, it'd be like six months down the road, they'd have their own personal encounter, and it'd be like, you didn't tell me this place was haunted. But <laughs> now, the owner, you know, recently, you know, now that he was getting up there in years and thinking about retiring, he thought, hey, why not? It'd be fun you know, bring this guy in and tell him all our stories. And mm-hmm. I had two managers, the current, a past manager, a bartender, uh, and some people that have been, you know, eating and drinking there for quite some time that have had these amazing Encounters, and then the place over 300 years of American history burns yep. to the ground. Thank oh. God nobody was hurt, but you know, it's awful, awful. Yeah, I actually, I actually saw that, that, which was amazing. I did. Well, oh, my heart sunk when when I saw that yeah. the, uh, the video on the
3: news. Yeah, and and didn't um, I? I've, I've worked uh, frequently with the granny, and didn't? <laughs> um, yeah, she's the granny.
0: <laughs> yeah, the paranormal granny, as we like to call her. She's Tenacious
3: G. Mike Markowitz yeah. called her Tenacious G. Tenacious G, yeah. She's great. I mean, I. Uh, she's a she's terrific been, researcher. She is. I was just going to say that. She's been on the show uh, before, and um, she, she really is tenacious. She, she finds the real story yes, every she time.
0: Does. And, yeah. and that was the case with the Groton Inn. She had, uh, she had found some very interesting documentation <laughs> that um, may have backed up. Uh, the identity of some of the the ghosts there. But I had a psychic tell me when I I told her about the place burning down, and uh, she said, I don't care if they put a CVS on that property. It's still going to be haunted. Those people aren't going to leave. And and it's it's funny. I have that own experience uh, here in Rhode Island. In my hometown, there's a a Mardin Day gas station with convenience store that's built on some land along 44 that has a little bit of history. And sure enough, they see two children and an old man in the place on a regular basis. Wow. So even even modern buildings, something as, right. s- as silly as a convenience store and gas station, uh, mm-hmm. can be haunted if it's the land.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. 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 I actually uh, know of
0: a bank that's a
2: brand new bank that was is built. The building was never there, and it's most definitely haunted. <laughs> yeah. That is. It was hard. so funny. It was so funny because they were going to let us do an investigation there, and then. Uh, it was like the day before, and then I came down from corporate. that said no. They were yeah. afraid that some poor little old lady who had her 401k in there would uh, find out it's haunted and take all her money out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that, know. You know, that. There's always That's... there's always those killjoys. That happened to me. I wanted to investigate a, a fire station in Rhode Island, and I called the the fire station itself and talked to the um, the uh, um, the captain there. He told me I had to talk to his chief. I talked to his secretary. Mm-hmm. Um, all these people were great. They were so nice and it eventually worked its way up to the mayor. And hey. when the mayor called me back, he was like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? You know, with this you know, with the ghost. What are you guys? Drunk on duty or whoa, whoa, no, you ain't doing that. You know, I mean, <laughs> and it was like it was so Rhode Island, it was so typical. But all oh, all yeah. the people in line, like five people I had to call to get to the mayor, were yeah. all excited about it. Like, wow, that would be really interesting if you caught anything or and then he got up to the mayor, and he was like, "No, no, 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 no it ain't happening."
3: Oh, there's always going to be a fun sucker, you know. Every every time, every time, and it's always the top guy. A what man?
4: <laughs>
3: a fun sucker. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. The was. wasn't too clear. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, mm.
0: That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's a riot. <laughs> so so I mean, a, there's always a killjoy.
3: Yeah
2: there, is. yeah, there is. How many how many chapters in this book? I mean, how many? Well, I should say how many places
0: uh, locations in, in all? of Thirty six. And I also have a a list with just very brief uh, descriptions of the activity. It's a I've got like a list of like forty five locations in all three states that have a oh. reputation. But they're but it's like the abandoned quarry or you know the, that dirt road. Um, kind of, kind of stuff. But there, I still think, you know, from hearing all the, the stories I've heard about them, that they're worth mentioning, and there could be something involved. One of them I mentioned in that short list uh, was the Ellis Bowl Cemetery in uh, Madapoyset, and I mm-hmm. finally got to go there uh, with Matt Moniz uh, last weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell you that that is a spooky cemetery. I think, I think just the the vibe you get from it probably uh, could have started some of the. Uh, folklore there, and some of it gets turned into local urban legend. However, Matt Moniz, Tim Weisberg, and Matt Costa were standing in front of a, a grave that clearly had a Masonic symbol on it, mm-hmm. and Matt was talking about it, saying, yeah, that's, that's uh, Freemasonry, and they got an EVP where um, uh, the voice repeated the same thing. It went Freemason.
4: And oh, so, cool.
0: So, yeah, so I would say, you know, the stories about the place probably have some validity, but you know how it is. People hear about a haunted location they can visit, and then they, you know, all of a sudden it's their own little horror movie, and they got to add to the <laughs> legend, you know.
3: What's the name of that cemetery again?
0: Uh, I knew Alice... you were going to do that. That's... Yeah, Ellis Bowles. It's two families the Ellis family and the Bowles family.
3: Ellis Bowles.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah, in Poisit, It's it's had a had a reputation, um, you know, for, for some time. I, I talked to a few people that had some experiences there that I could believe because they were intelligent, down to earth people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just recently found out from a local resident who saw a photograph we put up on Facebook, uh, a good friend of Matt Moniz's. He said, "Did you guys go into the woods and back of the cemetery?" Mm-hmm. And I told him I really wasn't dressed for hiking in the woods that day. But um, he said, "Oh, you should everything." Right in yeah, room? yeah, high heels and the lipstick and all that. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, you know, hey, Matt likes it. What can I say? Um, yeah. but, but he said to me that the woods and back of the cemetery. He was taken out there by a school teacher. With a whole bunch of kids, uh, one year they drove around the town, and the teacher told them all the the, uh, the stories about the town and said, so "There's a ghost rider, a guy on a horse that rides through the woods back there." And that oh, was cool. a story even Matt hadn't heard. So nice. I just love I love collecting these these forgotten stories and try to get them as clear as you as you can. Mm-hmm. Do some research, see you know if there's any validity behind it, and uh-huh. and I find the more you're doing the dry research, which is kind of like doing you know homework, but it's got to get done. But as you're doing that, that's when you start running into people that are like, oh, yeah, my grandfather had a story about that place. Right, or, or right. Well, Or let me tell you what happened to me, you know, uh, one night at that place or, or
3: whatever. Mm-hmm. So what, is, what are some of the other legends about this particular cemetery? Oh, my uh, God.
2: There are stories I, you get, about You're going to dwell in this, aren't you?
3: Of course I am because I'm uh, going to uh, go quick, there
0: as soon as yeah, I can. Well, it's, it's real quick. Uh, real quick, it's uh, basically – People have claimed uh, uh, near sunset they have made out what looks like the silhouettes of corpses hanging by their necks within the trees in oh. the back of the, uh, the Now, there was a lot of hangings in Matapoiset, so that's not too far-fetched. Really? Uh, there's, a, there's a spot only minutes away from this uh, cemetery. It's a giant boulder where they used to hang witches from because Matapoiset had its own uh, Salem witch trials, so to speak. Really? And uh, that, that rock is reported to be haunted, and they've had bizarre automobile accidents where cars... The drivers who weren't drunk couldn't understand why as they started to take the, the turn the, the mm. car just decided to go boom right into the rock. <laughs> and uh and yeah, and locals like just shake their head and go, It's the you know, the curse of the um you know, the murdered women who were accused, you know, of witchcraft and hung. Mm. And as we all know, they did that why? So they could take their land away from them.
4: Mm. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that's what it was all about. It was all about stealing property. But the area oh, was haunted. and the, and the, uh, the, other, the, the urban legend about that cemetery is supposedly uh, uh, years ago a guy in a Mustang was flying down the dirt road in front of the cemetery, lost control, and crashed. Mm-hmm. And so now and again, if you wait there in front of the cemetery uh, long enough, his headlights will come on at the end of the road, and he'll come speeding down the road. And in uh-huh. my theory, it's probably the local police just having fun and scaring the hell out of the Just Because cops are funny,
3: too, you know. Oh, well, my family, uh, my husband had, had family in Mattapoisette. Uh, so oh, it's, point it's point. interesting. At a point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a, cool. But, uh, that's 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 awesome. I'll we'll have to check that out.
2: And, yeah, and I, yeah. understand, I understand that you actually investigated some of the same places that uh, the uh, Ghost Project has too, as well.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the Houghton Mansion, as uh, if uh, you well know, your group is the first one to be asked to go in there and, and conduct an investigation, and and uh, one of the stories that you told me about the, that first investigation. I uh, included it in, in the book. And you guys also told me some other cool stuff about, um, uh, you know, the show they think it's the show for, for uh, What Is Room. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys had some experiences in there. And uh, I, I didn't really, to be honest with you, I didn't get to investigate the Hope Mansion yet. I would love what? to investigate it. i we did we there. We did an episode of 30-odd minutes there, and then I went back for the book. And talked to Josh, and uh, you know, he tried to dig up some stories that maybe he hadn't told the to death, and, and also told me that I should call you, so between you and Josh, um, I got you know, plenty of stuff, but personally, no, I have not investigated it.
3: Oh wow. Actually, I'm I mean, going back there uh,
2: on November third. They're doing a, a little event there, Halloween event there, and I'm going to be there with Kelly Spangler. And uh, yeah, it's it's a cool place. Uh, you know, you ought to call Josh up. No, no, I mean, November
0: or, November third, huh? Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll uh, stick my nose into that and uh, be a. Yeah, give
2: uh, give Josh a call because he's running it. And uh, there you go. You know, you never know what's going to happen, but it's definitely a cool place. Uh, yeah. Ann's definitely investigated it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Uh, with with me before i think um, and yeah,
3: yeah it was with me right yeah with you and uh karen karen, oh, karen O'Keefe. O'Kee, that's
2: mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah i've been yeah, there also, so many times it really was
0: it's a little confusing but yeah <laughs> doing research for the book i found it uh uh it was kind of an eye opener late at night going going to um you know searches on the internet for information about the the whole mansion and i found uh the new york times had online the uh the, uh, the little news snippet saying that uh you know, Houghton had passed away and that uh, Witters had taken his own life and he'd lost uh, a niece and his daughter, you know, of mm-hmm. days earlier. And it just, it, when you see that, you're like, that's when it reminds you that, yeah, we're hunting ghosts and it's, it's fascinating, but they're human beings. And you, when you get to see what their story was and their end was, it's uh, it mm-hmm. sometimes can make you, you know take back and take pause.
2: And, you know, that's really good, really good yeah. point, and a really good point. I mean, so people, you know, they look at like this, like they're just, you know, some kind of trained monkeys or something sometimes. They they dream yeah. really terrible, and, and yeah, you know, these are these are the souls or the, you know, the essence of of people that lived, that, that had lives, that loved, that died, you know, mm-hmm. that Oh, yes. It's sad, it really is.
3: It's true, it was, and you, you need to be respectful, and, and I think some people are just, they're not, they're not, mm, they don't care. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. the thing that uh, really depressed uh, uh, Matt, because he knew he knew the cemetery fairly well, when we went there, it was obvious some stones had recently been knocked over. Oh, uh,
4: and, I hate uh, that. It was
0: definitely, definitely, yeah, and well, the thing is, is you know, I even said this on Facebook when I posted a, uh, uh, a nice shot of a cemetery. I said I thought only people treated cemeteries with gross respect down in Rhode Island because that's uh-huh. the case in Rhode Island, uh, the, the, the historic cemeteries. Rhode Island has more cemeteries than any individual cemeteries in any state in the Union because okay. of all the family graves. And unfortunately, a lot of them get gobbled up by the woods, fall right. over. But what I've actually had people just callously admit that they knew of somebody who bought property started bulldozing the land, came across stones and, and remains, and just were like, ah, who cares? Who's uh... Been, uh... And I know a guy uh, belongs to a club that I belong to. He told me that a guy was clearing land back in the 70s down in, um, uh, near Hope Valley, and he came across um, you know, uh, human remains and the evidence of stones that had uh, been fallen over many years earlier. And he treated it like, oh, yeah, it's nothing, no big deal. And this guy tells me that ever since that house was built, everybody who's lived in it has had a miserable existence.
3: Mm, there you go. He
0: says, he, says, <laughs> he says, I knew it as a teenager that was going to happen, and over the years I still live in the town, and I watch people come and go, and their lives fall apart trying to live in that, on that property. Wow. So yeah. it's will get you, you know?
3: Yeah. Even, well. I mean, even here in my little hamlet of East Bridgewater, I mean – um you know, in the course of all the cemeteries that I want to look at, I mean, there were ones here that got, you know, bulldozed by a developer, and uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, really? Yeah. I, in a little small town like this. Yeah,
0: you, you, you Everywhere. So much, yeah, I couldn't step in. I know. I even tried to report um, vandalism on an historic cemetery, and uh, I knew I, you know, I was right, and and. <laughs> Qu- the coincidence was, I walked into the, the very town hall to do some research in their vault, and the two women were talking about the fact that they got a phone call about desecration at a cemetery in town. And they looked into the into the, uh, the paper file reports, and no, there were some stones down already back in the '80s, yeah. and that's not what I reported. And they just they just brushed it aside. They just didn't they didn't want to look into it. They didn't care. Yeah,
2: you know, you mentioned about the, the the bones and something. In fact, my last newsletter that went out the August newsletter. Um, We always do a thing, uh, one of the the segments is Beyond Bizarre, Frightening Facts and Blood Curdling Tales by Vala Ventura. And one of the things is called Femur Madness. And this was a a house hunting couple was in a fur fight along with the real estate agent and showing up in Gibson House in in, uh, Louisiana when they came across a basement full of more than 100 bones.
4: When the coroner
2: examined the bones, they found that the dirt saturated the marrow inside them, a sign that they were very old, Uh, perhaps the remains of a Native American burial ground. A neighbor claims that the previous owner of the house would occasionally find a bone wall mowing his lawn and began collecting them in his basement. So uh, now he's got like there's over a 100 of them in there.
3: Oh, Oh, man.
2: Man. Oh, that's frightening. Is that freaky? Oh. Yeah. 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 Anyways, I, I, I think the beats are on, and so we're going to take are. a break right now. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with the blonde bombshell of South Missy Ann Kerrigan and New England's own Van Helsink, Ron Kolick, and our very special guest, Andrew Lake. And we'll be right back with the following message right here on Tojanette, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond.
0: An oasis in this hectic world.
3: And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron Kolick and Ann Kerrigan and our special guest, Andrew Lake. You did that so so good. good. What? (laughs) You did that so good. Oh my God, thank you. Ron gave me a compliment. (laughs) Everybody, write it down. Write down the date.
4: (laughs) You brought
2: tears to my eyes.
3: It's the wine. (laughs)
2: It's probably, uh, that probably is. So, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, there's a lot of strange tales like that where people totally uh, disrespect uh, graves and everything else. I mean, and we had, a, who do we have on the show? We had someone on the show not too long ago, I think from Delaware, and he was talking about uh, a terminal there for uh, a ferry, or and um, mm-hmm. they actually paved over a whole place oh. where there's, like, hundreds of graves. Oh. Do you remember uh, that? A ferry. Not a ferry. Fairy. A Whatever. ferry. <laughs> ferry. You say ferry, I say There's barry. a big difference. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> to you yeah. it is. To me it's all the same.
3: Was that the Cape May Ferry?
2: Yes, it was. Very good, Ann. You are just amazing tonight. I know why you are. I have right you for co-host. <laughs> I, wow. You are
4: so It's special. only because
3: I took that ferry over to... Uh, one year, we were going down to Ocean City, Maryland, and we took the Cape May Ferry, and that's mm. why I knew right where he was talking about. So
2: there you go. So there you go. Anyways, we we are speaking with uh, Andrew Lake. Uh, and, Andrew, before we do forget, do you have a website you'd like to give out?
0: Yeah, uh, greenvilleparanormal.com. Uh, I've been uh, adding to it just recently. It's a nice um, website. I, I got to check it out today. Uh, it's linked yeah, to, I did, too. It,
2: it, it's linked to the web, the, uh, the New England Ghost Project website as well, and it has been for a long, long time. And um, it's a good, very good website. I recommend it. And uh, do you have any events coming up, or anything that you want to mention?
0: Uh, well, uh, right off the top of my head, I'm uh, uh, well. this Saturday uh, the events already sold out, but I'll be at the Lizzie Borden House. Back oh, the legend cool, trips, cool. event. yeah. Oh, is that with uh, uh, Jeff Belanger. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the the other event we're doing is uh, in October in uh, uh, the haunted history night in Wareham, uh, which was a great time last year, and, and we've actually got another location opened up to us in the town that uh, we're we're all welcome to go into and hear the ghost tales and maybe grab some EVPs if possible. But it's a it's a great night. I'm um, also uh, September twenty eighth. Uh, i've got it up on my facebook page i'm on facebook anybody wants to find me mm-hmm. um i'm going to be doing a uh an event up near quincy i gotta get the details more straight but i'm going to be giving a talk up there um about you know ghosts and haunted locations in southern new england and uh, it's ten dollars a head i'm trying to raise some money to rent some cheap. equipment cheap, and cheap. uh well i have books i have books and dvds for sale so um yeah, if cool. anybody nobody wants to buy that so it, it'll add to it um but I need to rent some uh, digging equipment to uh, help solve a case I've been working on. We've, we've got to dig a hole. Oh,
4: very and,
0: cool. Uh, yeah. DVDs. Yeah. What,
2: DVD, what DVDs, uh, Andrew?
0: Oh, well, I I, I took part in uh, Jason Mayhew and Christian White's um, uh, Rhode Island um, PBS uh, series, um, Haunted Rhode Island. Oh, okay. Um, I met I met with those guys, and they asked me, you know, tell me some your favorite Rhode Island ghost stories. And, mm-hmm. and I told them about my research into the um, – the, the legend and the myth of Dolly uh, Cole of Foster, Rhode Island. They thought it was a great story because the the legend and the myth is debunked, but yet there is a legitimate ghost story, and not just one. There are several ghosts in the area, wow. so it's not like destroying like a fun myth. We're getting rid of the, the cruddy myth, of a <laughs> bunch of beings, and right. telling the real history, and also the fact that many, you know, very reliable witnesses have had experiences with the, the woman in white of. Uh, of uh, the Hopkins Mills area, but all this history has been blurred, and the guys did a great job. It also has a, a, an actual witch that I know in town. They interviewed her, mm-hmm. and the third person that they get uh, the legend from is Thomas D'Agostino. He, um, Tom's yep. basically, he's in the documentary telling the the classic uh, myth version, and then they mm-hmm. cut to me giving you know my research on it and a life resident of the town, her take on it, and it's okay. really neat. It's really neat how it bounced off the three of us. Uh, to get all the facts straight and and also tell some spooky tales.
3: You know, it's really funny because I was looking at your website and I was going to ask you about this particular uh, investigation. Really? And uh, I was. I have it up in front of me on the website because...
0: It's been a long investigation. It was a lot of research. It was a yeah. lot of legwork. It was a lot it, of going through microfilm, a lot of knocking like on it. doors and talking to people. Yeah. And, and it came down to, like I said, there, there'd been this... this they, people took all these great stories from around one town and mm-hmm. stuck them all together and put one famous woman's name on top of it. <laughs> so you had to pull it apart and go... No, she wasn't a prostitute. Really got that. <laughs> no, it, literally. But what you find out when you do your research, the reason why they were saying this ghost was a prostitute was because there is a ghost of a prostitute in an old historic building that was an awful brothel. And a mm-hmm. girl was killed in there, and she's seen. So mm-hmm. people remember hearing a story about a, a ghost of a, a murdered uh, prostitute, and they just, oh, yeah, well, that must be that woman in white. And then right. people, people would say, oh, well, she's a vampire.
4: No, no, that was
0: that was that was Nancy Young of Foster, Rhode Island. Foster, Rhode Island had one of the Rhode Island vampires, just like Mercy Brown and Sarah mm-hmm. has. Foster had Nancy Young, and that's a well-documented case. And i you know, you can actually go to her grave. Fortunately, the whole family plot is well preserved. But um, that that's a fascinating story of uh, of you know uh, vampirism and, and TV. But, um, you know, they'd stick that into the legend. so once you pull it all apart, it's not like the story was a complete joke. No, it was a bunch of great stories and very spooky ones at that.
3: And it was a mashup. It became a mashup yes, you know exactly. Yeah. that yeah. happens
0: right. in history. It happens not just paranormal oh, yeah. history, but real history you know
3: Right. Yeah.
2: absolutely
0: mhm.. Yeah.
3: I liked the EVP that came out of that that was eighteen sixty, and I, I listened to that, and, and that the was weird
0: thing so is so clear. I think well, what I, the weird thing, like I said, uh, and I was standing next to that, that gal who wanted to go ghost hunting, and I, I decided to have her ask the questions, and mm-hmm. I would keep quiet. I had a Sony sr 42 Handycam, which has an excellent microphone on it, mm-hmm. and I was standing right next to her, like shoulder to shoulder with her in the dark, and the camera did not, that audio didn't pick up that voice. Mm-hmm. But the little handheld she was holding on did.
3: Right. It was and very it you yeah, have the right
0: hits nice. of the Ponte River right behind us, so I think that white noise helped generate it so, you know, right. so clearly.
3: Yep, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, that's wow, nice.
0: Wow, that
3: is
0: cool. Yeah, very good. Yeah, a lot of really cool uh, EVPs at a house that I've been investigating for four years in situate That's the one I have to dig a hole in the yard because we've had four independent spirit mediums and a boy with autism all tell us that there are bodies buried in one spot in the yard. Oh, and and the, the, the haunting of this house has been, I can't believe as a ghost hunter how fortunate I have been to have a house that's only 10 minutes away from me with a, <laughs> home, with a homeowner who used to be a hardcore skeptic and is also an excellent witness and knows when to dismiss everyday things but yet pick up on the, oh, that's bizarre, that's paranormal, that's my ghost doing things again. Uh. And we have found that... Um, uh, there were some people that were treated rather horribly and basically stuffed into a, uh, a crevice uh. um, that we know exists, but it has the dirt that was taken out of the ground to put the foundation in 1963 of the house on the land. They dumped all that earth on, on top of that part of the yard, so we've got to dig all the 1963 earth and rocks out of the way to get to the 1809 uh, layer when the final crime took place in the Right. On, the, on the property, but the apparitions, the EVPs. Mike Markowitz has been there as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I've, i I, I just uh, things have happened at this house that you're, you have to witness it for yourself and and know that wow, they can actually communicate like this. They can do these things. Mm-hmm. They've been that they've heard out of body voices uh, in in the house several times, and I witnessed not only witnessed one of the voices, it was a direct response to my question, and I. Fortunately, had my recorder going and caught the voice but I asked clearly why are you haunting Anne Marie what do you want and this woman responded please help me out
2: wow that's pretty cool but we, very, have, to actually cool. A, we have to take a break right now and, sure, uh, sure. and I, I noticed we also have a couple of questions from the we chat did. room as well so mm-hmm. we'll take care of those when we get back to you'll listen to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann Kerrigan Ron Kolick and our special guest Andrew Lake and we're going to hear from Bala Ventura and another episode of Beyond Bazaar.
1: Blood relation. If you've ever seen a hippopotamus basking under a hot sun, you probably wondered what the sticky, oily, blood-colored substance secreting out of its pores is. The ancient Greeks thought that the hippo's skin was so sensitive that it bled when exposed to the sun's rays. But according to a team of Japanese scientists, the blood is actually the mammal's sweat, which also works as sunscreen and protects the hippo from harmful pathogens. Blood spatter specialists use a combination of biology, chemistry, mathematics, and physics to analyze the circumstance of a crime, including what object was used to commit the crime and where the victim and perpetrator were physically located when the former's blood was shed. The vampire bat is a heavy drinker, consuming more than its body weight in blood each night. The ancient Greeks believed that the blood of the gods, which they called Ikor, was poisonous to mortals. Some bizarre and bloody facts from Barla Ventura's Beyond Bizarre.
2: I okay. Tried, remember, I tried doing it at the Collinwood when we were at the Collinwood, and we want yeah. to say... Uh we wanna do want to say Brian. Yeah, do you remember that?
3: Yeah. It yeah, your lovely so, organ playing. Yeah. It didn't
2: quite sound the same uh, nah, though, did No, no,
3: no, no. Not quite. No, mm-hmm. no.
2: Anyway. <laughs> uh oh you know, thank you very much, Vala. You know I'll be <sighs> thinking about you tonight, honey.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So sunscreen, that's not bad, huh?
3: That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is beyond beyond bizarre. Yeah. Yes, yes, it, it is.
2: is. So let's get to a couple of questions we have in the Tojanette. And yep. uh, I'll, uh, if anybody does have any questions, you can certainly ask us. Or call in at 877-864-4869. We never give the number. We should do that more often. <laughs> 877-864-4869. And uh, there you go. It's up to you.
3: Okay. We we do have a question. Uh, we have a question from Lizzie. She wants to know if Andrew has ever investigated with Ron. Oh,
0: yes, yes we have.
3: Okay. Yes, I can't Andrew's remember
0: not, when. <laughs> no, the uh, the Freetown
3: State Forest. Oh, there you
4: go. Thank uh-huh. you very much. All right. Yeah. That when you when get weird, to man. be
2: when you get to be my age, you know what it's like.
3: He's no, having no, a I'm senior not, moment this evening. I'm, so. not, I'm not
0: that far behind. I'm getting into you Ron. <laughs> nobody could
2: be nobody could be my age. That's the problem.
3: Yeah, Andrew, I don't think you're anywhere near a hundred yet. So you know, oh, okay. I think you got a few more years. Uh, many.
2: <laughs> Actually, that was that was an interesting investigation, and, and uh, I think some of the video is still up somewhere. Or somewhere.
0: Yes, it's uh, it's also included in uh, Christopher Belzano's book "Picture Yourself Ghost Hunting" because that's the reason why we were out there with you guys was to, to get your take on uh, investigating an outdoor location. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, we had. Uh, I don't know, we were attacked by Pugwudgies or something. I don't know. It was, it was, a, it was a weird night. It was, it was strange. I caught that anomaly on my video camera. That I, not, only, not only was it you know, really strange and unexplainable, I was in another location in South County. Uh, people can see it on my website, where we were dealing not only with 20th century military ghosts haunting the uh, parts of equipment that were stored on the property, but we had uh, Narragansett, who had died after the Great Swamp Fight, uh, and we believed we had some sort of elemental that we were referring to as a pugwudgie, and I mm-hmm. caught it in infrared UV video late at night. We could not see this thing with our own eyes, but a sensitive uh, pointed off into the dark and said, one of them pugwudgie things is here with us. And I said, where? She said, about 40 feet out in front of us. And I used her arm in the moonlight to point my camera. And mm-hmm. there for a minute and a half on my camera is this bright ball just dancing in amongst the trees, Wow. And then it, zip, it zipped off. And, and I had a friend with me who is a retired detective sergeant who said, I'm not a ghost guy until he helped me with this investigation. And mm-hmm. it absolutely turned him right around. I mean, the things we personally experienced in this haunted forest, mm-hmm. um, because it's, uh, because of its location to the Great Swamp Fight during the King Phillips War and the fact that the owner collects wrecks for museums, wow. old, mil- old military crashes, and not only was his girlfriend, who was a sensitive, having detailed dreams, talking to the men who died in those wrecks. Oh. And, she, and, her, and, and the, the, the owner of the property has a mind like an encyclopedia. He's a brilliant man, and he knows the story behind every wreck he has in storage out there. And when his girlfriend was saying, who is Jack, you know, uh, and what, what is a banshee? And he'd be like, oh, my God, that's the banshee. I have out back and that's Jack was the pilot who was killed in it and we wow. brought another we brought another spirit medium there told her nothing we didn't even tell her where we were taking her and she had the same exact communication with the mm-hmm. same ca- with the same cast of characters but she even said there's something here old and she's going I'm not talking a demon or anything like that mm-hmm. but it's old mm-hmm. and uh, she says and I don't like it it's like a mischievous little thing and if people go to my website, You'll see the freeze frame from a little flip video camera that she had going with a flashlight—not even an in infrared—just in the dark with a flashlight, uh, videotaping the wreckage on the ground. Mm-hmm. Something for a split instant is in the blueberry bushes and it disappears. And when we cropped and enhanced the frame, I—I mm-hmm. uh, I tell people, well, "Go to the, my website, look at the picture, and and tell me, yeah. tell me it isn't a pugwudgie."
3: That's—it's pretty freaky looking. It looks I like had a, a, a little, tiny man. For,
0: I had a Wampanoag um, uh, ask me, uh, 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 you know, before they even saw the picture, I was telling them about it, and they said, does he have a long, like, bent, pointed nose? And if you look at the picture, that's what he's got, a long, pointed, uh, bent nose. Sure, it wasn't Chris the hair. Sure was to the Christopher of my <laughs> um, I told Florida uh, to check. I thought that. I, I was like, you know, could be Balzano. Stirring up some nonsense. I told Chris all about it. I sent him. I sent him the the other picture and he was like you know because it came from me he had to believe the story but it was, right, everybody who's seen it's like oh my goodness yeah,
2: is, I uh, have crazy. not yet seen it so I'm going to have to check it out and, well, I'm uh,
3: looking at it right now
2: it's pretty and, nice. and we have his website up on our uh, page which is what
3: yes we do yes uh, greenvilleparanormal.com
2: right and that's on, on, on our
3: on our ghost pa- chronicles dash next generation Facebook page Facebook
2: page, page. yep mm-hmm. like us pretend you like us whatever come over see it
3: I don't have to pretend everybody likes us well come
2: on. You, okay. I mean
3: <laughs> We have another question. We do have another right. question. Uh, Stephen Scott wants to know he says how much Oh from does, Scotland. Yes, from Scotland. How much uh, does Andrew find urban legend and local superstition, cloud's eyewitness reports and information during investigations? And how how do you do how do you filter it from your findings?
0: Oh what all the other possible you know, are the possibilities that, you know, you know, the phenomena could be, you mean? Um, you, you have to approach all investigations, if I understand the question correct, you have to approach all investigations um, like a cop
4: mm-hmm. um,
0: as well as a historian. And um, when it, you're dealing with a case that you can't find any, you know, personal witnesses or you can't find an original source for a legend, uh, an alleged uh, uh, haunting, whatever the case might be, um, you, you have to—you really have to do go with your guts—and and you also by by looking around at at, at stories that you know aren't legit, uh, you can look at them for, for an example to find those telltale weaknesses to a story, and avoid and avoid stories that have that aspect. You know, in my in my book, I went to the Pettibone, what was formerly the Pettibone Tavern, on Simsbury, Connecticut, which now is Abigail's uh, Bar and Grill. And for the longest time, people were trying to say that Abigail Pettibone was haunting the tavern because her husband came home from sea and found her in bed with another man and, you know, cut her head off with a sword. And the, the, picture, <laughs> the, picture, the picture in the, the building is a picture of Abigail, when she was a little girl on her mother's lap, and her head got torn out of the picture once, because if you look at it, it's been fixed at some point, because she shamed the family. There was no Abigail Pettibone at, at that property. There was, no, <laughs> there was no Abigail. And the, and the picture, the painting... It's not a little girl sitting on her mother's lap. It's a little boy. Little boys back in the 1800s used to wear these like dress-like little yeah, outfits, and, a lot, and with the curly hair, and they're kind of painted a little. I scenery. still do. So that that's a, that's that's an example. Like when I heard the story, it was like, okay, I don't doubt this old building, which used to be a tavern and a stagecoach inn, and had a lot of American history go through it. I don't doubt it's you know it's haunted. But when you listen to the elements of the story and you ask yourself. Why would a sea captain have a home all the way up in Simsbury, which is almost in Massachusetts? Maybe right. live a little closer to the water, you know. And, <laughs> and you, you just got to be like a cop—you got to ask these questions and and uh, and and be your own and be your own filter and and don't be, you know, in such a hurry to embrace a really great sounding story because usually that's what it is—it's a really great sounding story. But as a as a researcher, there's nothing more thrilling than looking into a case and finding out, no, that's nonsense, that's nonsense, and. Oh, my goodness, but that guy did exist, and wow, look at his death record. That is how he died. So, hmm, you know, so maybe this is something worth looking at and just turning filters on full and avoiding the, the fluff and the nonsense and the urban legend, um, because urban legend stuff stinks to high heavens. Like the uh, red-headed hitchhiker. Uh, right. I, kn- I know that ghost is legit, but I'll tell, tell uh, everybody right now, I know that he's technically not on Route 44. He's very close to Route 44 and he is on the Conquer Rehoboth line. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, but what you get is all this urban legend nonsense. If you park on the border and shut your lights off and flash your headlights three times, you'll appear <laughs> next to you in the car. And I mean, as soon as you hear that stuff, you know because it's, that those stories have been spread around campfires for you know decades now in and, other parts of the world.
3: And, so then, yeah, they're fil- everywhere.
0: You can filter that stuff out. You, can, you just have to use your common sense and, and know uh, that there are certain fanciful uh, aspects of, of uh, folklore and ghost stories that are going to repeat and keep coming up, and when you hear them over and over again, it's like, nah, that that's just I've heard that a million times. Just to raise that right now, but do the research, do the interviews, talk to the historic society. As I tell uh, uh, young kids that want me to tell them ghost stories, I always tell them, remember, old people are cool. Talk to old people; they remember this stuff. <laughs> and if you want to be a ghost hunter, those little tidbits of the information about your local area will help you one day as a ghost hunter, you know.
3: It will. Right. Right. That's true. So they should go so out remember and talk that to people like Ron. Old people are cool. That's right. Yeah. That's why I hang out with you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: the only thing I got going for me.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyways, uh, Andrew, what, what other places? I, I actually, uh, we, we were talking a little bit today when I was – and. Uh, you mentioned uh, one of my favorite places, which was New London Ledge Lighthouse, which is...
0: Uh... Yeah, and unfortunately, the only place out of the 36 locations in my book, the only place I wasn't able to physically go to because the ferry service wasn't... Uh, uh, you know, boat service out there wasn't uh, working right.
4: Um,
0: but uh, but I, when I did research, though, uh, I found some uh, great websites on lighthouses. I guess there are a lot of lighthouse enthusiasts out there. <laughs> and uh, a lot of a lot of books, not just haunted lighthouses, but just lighthouses in general and i I read some great um uh, historic facts about the lighthouse. I found it to be uh you know fascinating it's one of the few uh, lighthouses of that of that design and manner uh in the united states and uh and when it came to finding about the haunted stuff. Uh, thank goodness! Uh, people were snatching information they learned from the New England Coast Project and put it up there about uh, their investigation. So I was able to give a little bit of meat to uh, my readers to to give them cause to one day go out and visit it when when the boat is running.
4: Yeah, it was it was
2: actually a good investigation. We actually had Jeremy Dontraman, who was is, I consider was the uh, probably the authority on East Coast lighthouses, and he he was the historian for the American Lighthouse uh, Foundation and uh, president of uh, the friends of Portsmouth Lighthouse, which I'm a, a member of the board. Uh, and he knows the stuff more than anything. And he's, he's just like the uh, paranormal Grammy. He digs up <laughs> all the information. <clears throat> you know, it's he, great. He does the same homework that she does. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, well it was like the gentleman I was telling you about in uh, South County, um, Larry. He was an unbelievable researcher. He had copies of the original military cases Uh, you know, the reports, rather, on these crash cases. Uh And, uh, I mean, he had everything the people's personal lives, and along with uh, my my friend uh, who's the uh, retired police officer, he found all the newspaper articles from Rhode Island all the way back to these guys' hometowns talking about the tragedy of the crashes.
4: Uh So when
0: you have that kind of research done, and then you bring in a spirit medium, and they're giving you information that you can pull up a newspaper and go, right there, that's him, that's his name, that's Mm -hmm. the, you know, and... It's uh, you know research is, is very important. So if you can make friends with an historian, they don't have to be a ghost hunter. But if you can if you can uh, find a, an historian in your town that uh, you know that can take a liking to you as a ghost hunter, that's gold. If you can find somebody who can help you dig that information up, that is just absolutely priceless.
2: And it's interesting, too. I mean, uh, I I have another show, Ghost Chronicles, back on WCCM in uh, Lawrence, and that's where we started uh, many, many, many years ago. And I had on the show on Monday was uh, Joe Bella, who was – uh, rather elderly gentleman, but has been collecting ghost stories for years. People know, know he did it, and they would call him up and and uh, connect with him and tell him the stories. And I mean, he's got one which is really really cool. Of a uh, actually, it's a, a front page of a newspaper from the 1860s that a ghost appeared in the window, and this newspaper made its way all across the country and all the other newspapers picked it up and everything else from this thing. They didn't have photographs back in them, but it was a drawing of the ghost in the window. It was amazing, (laughs) cool stuff like that.
0: My buddy Jim finds that stuff all the time. Matter of fact, when folks go to my website, when they go to the uh, page dedicated to uh, the late Laura Casey, um, Uh it's called Laura Casey's page, uh, I put up two uh, 19th century uh, news articles on uh, haunted locations. Uh, they 're just fascinating jim 's always finding those for me. I love that stuff uh, love it. it 's great and, and and the thing is, I, I told him I said, you know Jim, one of these days, one of these victorian era newspaper clippings you give me uh, i 'm going to get a call to go look into a place and bingo i 'm already going to have right. you know stuff on it, 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 it we 've had that kind of luck, but again i, I don 't mean to repeat myself, but going back to the last question from uh, the, the listener that' that 's yeah research and filtering and and just being a, a good Columbo, being a good Sherlock Holmes—that's what it takes.
3: Right. Oh, and I, I, Stephen commented in our chat room. By the way, he said, "Great answer, Andrew." Just okay, let
0: good. let you know. I'm
3: I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad it was clear enough.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's—I I teach a course now at uh, Northern Essex, and it's called Paranormal CSI, and that's what we teach—is we teach you to act like a. C.S.I. agent and, and handle a ghost case or a haunting the, the same way you would as a crime scene. Yep, so anyways, yeah. I, I heard the, uh, the the bell. That means the pizza's here, so we've got to wrap it up. <laughs>
3: Pizza <laughs> from the dead is here.
2: Yep. That's so uh, anything you want to uh, add before we say goodbye to you, Andrew?
0: Uh, no, just uh, everybody stay uh, stay safe, and, uh, and it was great talking to you two uh, again, and uh I'll keep you in uh, touch, you know, through Facebook if uh, anything uh, really cool happens with that case in situate.
2: Yeah, we would love to would hear more be. about that as Excellent. well. Yeah,
0: Excellent. Yeah. I mean, if we find those bones, this is going to back up an awful lot.
2: Mm-hmm. There you go. And you've been talking with Andrew Lake from uh, the Greenville Paranormal. Uh, thank you very much, Andrew. Have a good night.
0: Hey, thanks, guys. Have a great night.
3: Thanks, yeah, Andrew. Bye. Good night.
0: Oh, well, that, that was fascinating,
3: was, huh? Yes. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'll have to pick up that book.
2: Yeah, yeah, me too, actually. I, I'm surprised I might have to buy it, which is I know. a, a little annoying uh, really? for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 but anyways, I, I do want to mention that uh, the haunted tours at the Lighthouse for this weekend are all sold out. So uh, thank you, guys. That's uh, great. I yeah, and uh, I think that's about it we got going on right now. Oh, of course, I'm, I'm planning the big investigation up at Wood Island in uh, Biddeford Pool, Maine. That's going to be a three-day thing. One is a private investigation, and then a haunted tours on Saturday afternoon, two of those. And then finally, a, a public ghost hunt, uh, an overnight ghost hunt on the island and the lighthouse on Saturday night. So that's exciting, too.
3: Very cool. Very cool. Anything
2: uh, new coming up with you and before uh, we say goodnight?
3: Mm, nope. Other than uh, going, I'm going go to go do maybe do some cemetery tripping with you.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, we just got to work out the details. But, uh, yeah, we've got a, uh action-packed day uh, uh, planned.
3: Right. <laughs> cemetery <laughs> and, tripping, a show, a little wine. There you go. Dogtown, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. You'll we'll have to... It
2: Stay tuned. We'll give you. Uh, we'll give you what's what's happening. Excellent. So, anyways, uh, the show's been brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, my favorite paranormal, uh, metaphysical bookstore in Andover. I do my paranormal study group there as well, which I just mm-hmm. had last night.
4: Excellent.
2: So, time to wrap it
3: up. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we will see you back again next week.
2: Hopefully. Good night. God bless. <laughs>